This is the WDW Chronicle Podcast, Episode 3. Here is to really develop something that, uh, well, just more than an entertainment enterprise. It's, uh, it's something that uh, contributes to many other ways. My company shall run on down the street, ladies and gentlemen. Don't miss it. It's here. Hello, and welcome to the show. My name is Michael. And I'm Tiffany. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, some news and some vacation tips when you're traveling with your family. All right, let's jump right into news. Uh, if you all know River Country, it used to be an old, uh, uh, one of the first, uh, uh, what do you call that? Water parks. Water parks. Uh, and it was at, uh, really you can see it at uh, Wilderness Lodge if you wander back. And there's actually an article about the history of the world, or the, the River Country Water Park on our blog at wdwchronicle.com. Uh, news is now that they're building a hotel on that location. Really? They've actually, uh, sources say, selected the design firm and construction manager. Uh, the thing to note is that the, the design firm is the same firm that uh, created or designed uh, the Grand Floridian Hotel. Uh, it's going to be said to have uh, around 300 DVC rooms and I think another 1,000 or so. Oh, plus another 400 standard hotel rooms. Uh, this isn't supposed to open until a few years after the Riviera Resort, the Coronado Springs, and Star Wars Hotel. Uh, so look forward to another hotel on the water. All right, up next, a YouTuber was recently arrested uh, at the Contemporary Resort. I don't know if you heard about this. Nope. I'm not a, as much of a nerd as you are. No, apparently he was going around the Contemporary Resort uh, claiming that there was an active shooter at the hotel. Well. He was doing it for a YouTube stunt for his channel, apparently. Uh, he started out at the bus stop and started telling everybody that there's an active shooter, everything's on lockdown. Uh, finally, somebody told a manager, the manager confronted him. The guy changed his tune, said it was for a school project. And then ran and hid after he was told that authorities were on their way to speak to him. Youths. How old is this kid? 22. Uh, old enough to know better. And when the Orange County Sheriff's arrived to the scene, this guy crawled out of the bushes, announced that he was the one they wanted, and the officers found that he had beer in his backpack and he was highly intoxicated. Oh, good. With his little stunt, uh, the contemporary was put on lockdown for a while to make sure everything was clear. Oh my gosh. This prankster was also booted from his hotel room and has been booted from Walt Disney World property. Uh, he's been charged with disturbing the peace at a public lodging and disorderly intoxication. I think they ended up saying he got around three days or something just for that little stunt. Three days in jail. Yeah, it makes you wonder if he'll show up on YouTube, if he'll post his video. Huh. All right, and the last little bit of news we're going to give you is uh, Disney finally announced where they're putting the Star Wars Hotel, which I think if you've been down there recently with the, even the past year, year and a half, you could kind of see that they're clearing land behind Hollywood Studios uh, to the east of World Drive. So if you're driving towards uh, Magic Kingdom, it's on the left-hand side on the other side of the yeah, yeah, and that is going to be 
a completely immersive hotel even the windows you won't see the actual surroundings you'll see like a uh, space and all that like you're in a, a cabin on one of the yeah, ships cool. and this uh, hotel has direct access to star wars land huh. so, so you won't be able to just yeah, I don't know. They don't really Access say... Access to the parks. I mean, I imagine... Well, yeah, because, I mean, Star Wars Land will definitely be included, so Hollywood Studios will definitely have to be included. i got to imagine it's going to be some sort of very expensive package. Mm. We say that because not everybody that stays on property will go to the parks. I right. mean, sometimes people just go and they stay on property for work or Oh, yeah, and a lot of people, you know, get tickets for three days and they're there five six days and you have a rest day or whatever you have a day by the pool or your arrival date you just go to disney springs or something like that but this is supposed to be completely immersive you're you're paying for the experience which that's going to attract a lot of star wars nerds hmm. we say that with all the love in the world yeah, a lot of dads and moms will be bringing their kids to disney world for the first time just so they can have that experience Gotta imagine it's gonna be pretty booked up for the first foreseeable two, future. three, four years that you're that it's open. All right, now it's pretty much a slow news week, so uh, we'll get right into our vacation tips while you're with family. All right, we all know vacationing with family can be tough. Uh, I guess these tips are more for uh, families that have kids. Uh, the parents are now the grandparents. Now you're shuffling two to three families together in a uh, a vacation at Disney World, which a vacation with just your family, your parents and the kids, or you're the parent and you have your kids can be hard enough, but trying to please all the parties involved, all the parties involved and keep everybody happy and uh, not throwing their own little tantrums at the parks, even though they're adults. So we'll get right into our tips. Uh, my first one is you should definitely plan ahead. I think Disney makes it so that you have to plan ahead nowadays. But if you just go in and expect to ride Peter Pan's flight and it's a 75-minute wait and you have other things that you want to do and reservations, it helps to know what parks you're going to, what days, and having your fast passes and making sure that your reservations are made. And you may want to eat at Cinderella's Royal Table, but those reservations sell out rather quickly. Or not sell out, but reservations are made, and then you are stuck with a 10 o'clock dining time. By 10 o'clock, you mean 10 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be rough. I don't know if they're open that late, but that's just... Anyway, there are, are definitely some late uh, scheduled... Uh, dining time. Well, one time we had a reservation at like what nine thirty or something. Yeah, crazy something like late. That. Uh, well, yeah. I think the one one of the big things you got to do is talk to your family. Uh, make sure everybody knows it's okay to do your own thing at times during the trip, even during the day. Most families, most uh, parties, whatever you want to call them, want to stay together the whole time for you know four to ten days which can cause a lot of issues and make some yeah, people real, not so happy. Real so be sure to plan some time for just you and your family, just you and your wife, just you and your husband. Uh, 
go do something by yourselves. Let everybody separate. If somebody wants to go to the pool that day and you still want to go to the parks, don't try to convince them otherwise. Just You do you. Yeah, exactly. Another tip I have is definitely to take breaks throughout the day, uh, especially with little kids. It's hot out there. Especially if you go in the middle of the summer. Don't expect to be able to stand the 105 degree, 100% humidity, Florida heat for 13 hours or 16 hours straight at the parks. Go into Mickey's Magic or for some other indoor attractions. Oh, well, American Adventure in Epcot, uh, mm-hmm. Hall of Presidents, and Magic Kingdom, along Story with the Carousel Progress. There, there's oh. some long attractions with air conditioning. It's a good nap time attraction. Although they're great attractions, you don't nap during them. Sometimes you do. Sometimes it's just the comfort of being in the presence of, I mean, what's the guy's name in Carousel of Progress? Oh, shoot. I don't remember. Someone's probably screaming it at us. But... The three people that are listening. Assuming we have a following. Remember his wife's name is Sarah. Yeah, yeah I don't remember his name. I don't either. Oh, that's good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. But his voice is soothing. It is soothing. Uh, another tip is to bring your own snacks. Bring your own backpack into the park with snacks, with water, with things to keep everybody occupied. While you're waiting in line, if you don't have a fast pass for a particular attraction that you want to go to. Because if you want to go on an attraction, you're going to be waiting in line. Yep. Especially if you don't have a fast pass. But even if you do have a fast pass, sometimes you're still waiting 25 minutes to a half hour. So it's nice to have activities for the kids. Make sure that your cell phones are charged fully. Get a portable battery pack for your cell phone so that you can... Charge it while you're waiting in line and not worrying about whether or not you're going to run out of battery. If you have an iPad, make sure that those are fully charged. Not that I want to shove an electronic in a kid's face every chance I get, but definitely makes it easier to keep kids occupied while you're waiting for an attraction wait time. Uh, before you go, and if you're the one planning, make sure everybody realizes that they're going to be spending money. Mm-hmm. Disney World is not cheap. The food is not cheap. The merchandise is not cheap. Your kids, your cousins, your nephews are going to be begging for the merchandise, for Pooh, for Mickey, all these things. So just be prepared to spend money and not get upset when that arises. I mean, popcorn pop, none of that is cheap. Mickey shaped ice cream bars. Which everybody will want, especially during the summer. I know I've cleaned up enough off the ground to know that a lot of people have felt that they've wasted their money on an ice cream bar that two seconds later fell splat to the ground. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about Disney, though, is that they'll often replace those for you if you have an unfortunate loss of ice cream. That's true, and you got to find, I guess, hopefully be in the, the, the right location with a cast member by that sees you actually drop your, your Mickey bar or uh, your... Your Dole Whip. Oh, Dole Whip. So I know it's convenient to plan a Disney vacation when it's the middle of summer, everyone's out of school, but if you can swing a vacation that's during the off-season, like in September or even right after New Year's, try and shoot for those days 
or time frames where the park isn't at 100% capacity the entire time that you're there. We like to go down middle of September when Mickey's Not So Scary is just starting and food and wine may be in like a cast preview mode, but it's also cooler. Well, food and wine the... starting September 14th, 15th around there this year. So and most kids go back to school late August, early September. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the, the biggest things is to try to hit the, or the, the weeks right after kids go back to school. It's when you'll find your biggest lulls, but unfortunately nowadays there's not a big lull. Well, not a big lull, but enough to make right. it so that it's not miserable the entire time you're there. So planning for an off season with the kiddos is a lot easier to it's a lot easier to maneuver around the different parks and not worrying about thousands and thousands and thousands of people doing the same thing that you're doing. So if you can swing it, definitely try and aim for those things. But if you're going in the middle of the summer, be prepared to know that it's going to be blazing hot. And it's going to rain. And it's going to rain, so make sure you have ponchos and... Don't buy Disney ponchos unless uh, you want that classic Mickey Mickey character on the back. Yeah, uh, you can definitely go... spend $20 on that one poncho when you could spend $2 at Walmart or whatever for one. And there are definitely places around the parks where you can... I mean, there's Walmarts. There's also the different shops that are along um, iDrive and 192. So if you guys have a vehicle, you can always travel outside. Even the CVS or Walgreens picking up some cheap ponchos that way or packing them in your bags or your flights just in preparation because it'll rain every day at four o'clock it'll say a 10 percent chance of rain and then it pours for five minutes and then it's it's done and then it's just even more humid and muggy and then you're wet and there's nothing worse than being hot and having wet socks in my opinion yeah i can see that I mean, I was always out in the rain when I worked there, so... Yeah. Wet socks suck. Yes, they do. Although it always seemed like uh, the guests around me, even though it was 100 degrees with 110% humidity, that they were dry as could be, and my whole costume is soaked. Mm. And I wore all white. You know, Winnie the Pooh has fun in the rain puddles. I bet he does. Another tip is to... uh, Especially if you're going with a big family, you all want to stay together. Use a website like HomeAway.com or I think the other another one I can think of is VRBO.com. Uh, you can get big four, five, six bedroom houses for eighteen hundred for that whole week, split through three families or whatever. That's a lot cheaper than trying to get even three small hotel rooms for that week. Which we can attest to, we have done. We've rented a house before, and it was very nice. We were in Davenport, which was about a half hour from the parks, so we had to drive every day, but it was nice to be able to come back to the house and have our own private pool and a kitchen and be able to cook meals and snacks and have your own bathroom and bedroom instead of being shoved into... A little hotel room where you're maybe sharing it with another couple or your nieces or nephews or your grandchildren. But if you have the money and can stay on 
property with your family, I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, one of the cool things that Disney does is that they will rent Disney Vacation Club points. And so, well, Disney well, doesn't Disney rent doesn't them. Disney doesn't rent them. You but, can get them at uh, Dave's DVC rentals, things like that. You can get suites and all but that. But there are different people that will let you use their DVC points that they haven't used. Right. So then you can have one of the more um, spacious rooms suites, on yeah. property. Well, that, so you know, with that Dave's DVC rentals or whatever, you can log onto the website. Uh, you can see uh, the prices for the times you want to go and you put in your request and all that. Uh, then you get a response back. But and it, even if you are thinking about DVC, it's a, I guess, a good way to try it out with out having to pay for the, the mortgage or the timeshare uh we've been in a dvc we've i've tried we've tried to use dave's dvc and it was a very pleasant experience but it ended up being all booked you, yeah it just didn't work out for the days that we were going and you can get those rooms a lot cheaper than what it would be if you were just going through disney's website and anyway, just for logistics and all that, uh, staying on a Disney resort with your whole family is a lot easier. If I mean, because if you stay in a house out outside of property, and you try to just rent one car, and somebody wants to stay at the house, and somebody wants to go to a park, or somebody wants to go to Disney Springs or a water park, you still only have that one car. So unless you're willing to rent multiple cars, uh, staying on Disney property gives you. The flexibility. A huge flexibility and transportation that is uh, free or included with the resort. So somebody, a family could stay at the pool. A family could go to a park or Disney Springs like that and not have to worry about, oh, well, how is somebody else going to get here? There's a ton of options on property with buses, uh, the minivans, even Uber. I mean, you can Uber all through that. And I guess you could Uber from... Davenport or Kissimmee, but it's a that's gonna cost you. It's a bit of a drive, or if you've driven in separate vehicles, it's nice. We did that with my siblings and their spouses. We all we left my nephew with the grandparents, and we all went to Trader Sam's and had a blast. And another thing is, I mean, with your own car, you're gonna have to pay for parking now at the resorts and. At each park you go to. I mean, that, that. Unless you're an annual pass holder. Right. Unless you're an annual pass holder, which that's one of those nice perks of being an annual pass holder. You get that free parking, which is, I think, now $22 a day. But that $22 gets you uh, parking at each park for that day. So you don't have to pay spend $22, $22 at Magic Kingdom, go to FCAT, pay that $22. Another really important thing is to make sure that you stay hydrated. There's nothing worse than being in a park and getting lightheaded and passing out and then having to go to first aid because you haven't been drinking enough liquid or water throughout your visit, which just makes it, it's a very unpleasant experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely during the hot months. And it's really nice. You can take like, um, like tourist tumblers into the parks or water bottles, something that you can refill throughout your day just to make sure that you're getting enough intake right and there's, liquid. there's drinking fountains all over the place and all the parks so you can always fill up there or get a quick drink there or you can go to any of the quick service kiosks and ask them for a cup of water and they'll gladly give you one you might have to wait in line but they'll gladly gladly give you one and you can even uh i think a 
bottle of water there now is around 250 or whatever. Uh, but you buy that bottle of water and you can refill it the whole mm-hmm. day with uh, drinking fountains and things like that. Disney also has really cute tumblers that you could purchase and fill throughout fill your with day. Fill your own water, yep. So another thing that's really important is to remember to stop and step back and just enjoy the moment that you're in. Disney is a very magical place, and when you take a kiddo for the first time, or even an adult as a first time, making sure that you can just witness a magical moment and experience for the guests that are in your party, or maybe even a random stranger that is just loving their first Disney experience. So making sure that you are in the midst of the rushing and the planning and getting to your fast passes and getting to your dining reservations, just step back and take a moment and breathe in some of your own Disney magic. That's a very good point. Uh, Stop and smell the roses, so to speak. Maybe, I guess, we're spoiled in that uh, aspect that uh, we don't feel rushed to do anything. Uh, I know for you out there who this is their first trip or only trip, you want to try to cram in as much as you can. But it is also nice to kind of treat each park as it is like a public park, your local park. You go, you sit. You just watch, you enjoy the sights and the sounds. You're not necessarily rushing from rope drop all the way back to Splash Mountain or uh, trying to rush to, I guess, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. You walk in, you find a bench, you sit and enjoy the crowd for a while. That's one thing that we're big on, I guess, is to just... Well, just stop and sit and... Enjoy your surroundings. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Watch the kids that are just... You you can see what the park is like through the eyes of a child. And watching them just relish in every moment as they're seeing the castle for the first time. Or watching the parade for the first time. Or watching... um, What are the little parades called now? I don't remember what it's called now. You would know better than I would. Yeah, I, I like to think of as the nickname for it, and that's not it anymore. Hmm. But just making sure that you you take some time to really relax. Take in. Yeah, yeah, relax. And take in the whole experience. And I guess that's a uh, uh, one. Of, it's a par- uh, paradox. No, in one uh, swoop or whatever you want, because you're spending a lot of money to be there. You want to get as much in as you can. So you want to push in as many attractions as you can, as many parades, as many shows, all that as you can. But I think uh, maybe an under, uh, something that's not well thought of is just relaxing. It's just finding that park bench, getting your Dole Whip, getting your hot dog from Casey's Corner sitting at one of those shaped ice cream bar yellow tables and just watching people go by watching your surroundings even watching the parades and all that from afar which well not only using your sight but using all of your senses think taking in the smells and the sounds sounds. because 
every single aspect of your Disney experience has been thought out by the Imagineers who create these parks. So right down to the sense on Main Street, to the music that you hear, everything is part of the show that you're experiencing. It's part of a story. It's part of a story that I have to imagine 99% of people that go there don't realize that there is that sign or that rock or that particular color on that building there for a very specific reason. Every detail that you see in these parks has a purpose. And they may be little things that you would have never even thought about, but it's all part of, like Michael said, the story that you are being becoming a part of. Yeah, and that's the whole point. You're supposed to be immersed into the the story, the surroundings. You're supposed to be with Snow White while she's there, with Cinderella while she's there, in her story, not necessarily in your own story. You're in that that fairy tale that was created in the movies and the, the books uh, so long ago and really just I guess, soak it all in. I mean, And a lot of that aspect gets lost in the rush of your Disney vacation. Well, it gets lost in the rush and, and Disney does not market it or you know they don't have a plaque right outside one of the buildings or one of the show buildings or even in the concrete that is explaining why this concrete is a different color from this concrete or how there's a gradual transition that you don't even realize that you're going from Adventureland into Frontierland Frontierland or from Frontierland to Liberty Square things like that or why you walk down the tunnel you don't see the castle you got to make that turn and then you see the castle there's all these stories there's these reasons why uh, things are placed where they are and like i said before why it's designed like it is that nobody realizes and nobody really stops to think well why is this and i think we went on a complete tangent on uh vacation tips for extended families in case you couldn't tell, we're, we're kind of nerds because a lot of the details that are in the parks, we, we're aware of the purpose of them, tiny details that most people don't. So then we get to share those with our friends and family when we're in the parks because they're things that we've learned along the way. The whole purpose of the tangent was to just take some time to enjoy your Disney vacation Instead of rushing through the whole experience and feeling like you need a vacation after your Disney vacation, right. this which is not... a lot of us feel like we need once we get home. It's like, okay, now I need to go on a staycation for a week just to relax. This isn't last minute Christmas shopping. This is a vacation you're supposed to enjoy and you can relax. I know, especially nowadays, everything has to be planned, it seems like, especially with Disney. You have all these all the apps, all the, you know, you get 180 days out if you're on property to schedule fast passes and uh, schedule your dining reservations. dining reservations. And Disney makes it very easy for you to do those things. But you also, I mean, they make it easy for everybody. So for the popular restaurants like Be Our Guest and all that, you have to log in right when your uh, time is open to schedule your your reservation or you're going to miss it because somebody woke up at 
6, 7 a.m. to schedule that reservation. Which is how you get stuck with the 10 p.m. dining reservation. Which if you're by yourself, you know, and your spouse, you can... That's fine. That's fine. You're not with kids or anything. But But if you've got got five and six-year-olds and grandma and grandpa, ain't nobody got time for a 10 p.m. dining reservation. So my three biggest tips are talk to your family ahead of time. Make sure everybody understands that it is okay to take a break from each other and there's no hard feelings. That's my number one biggest because it seems like, uh, in our experience, everybody seem, feels like they have to be with everybody else at the same time or they're missing out. Uh, my second one would be just understand that you're going to be spending more money than you're used to. And if you realize that going into it, then you're not going to be freaking out when you're in the parks and spending 60 plus dollars on a meal that back home would cost you 30 25 something like that. And then my third biggest one, I guess, is the one we almost most recently talked about, and that's just uh, enjoying it, relax. Realize that you can sit down on a bench or even on the, 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 grass. the grass and the hub at Magic Kingdom and just watch people go by or take a little nap, whatever. I mean, people do it now, but just remember to definitely stop and smell the roses. One thing that we notice when we're at the parks as adults without children is how parents handle their younger kids that have been at the park for several hours and hours and hours. So one of my tips is to watch your kids to see how they're doing throughout the day. Is it time for their 2 p.m. nap? Is it time for you guys to take a break and go back to the hotel and have some pool time? Just watch your kids as you're going throughout your days at the park because it's okay to take breaks and to go to a park in the morning and leave by one o'clock in the afternoon, especially in the midst of the summer heat and going back to your to your hotel room or to your rented place that you're staying and allowing your kids to have that ability or choice, I guess, to to take some relaxation time. No, that's does that make sense? Definitely a good tip to pay attention to the kids, especially the the younger ones, because if a kid's upset... It makes everybody else super tense. Right. And there's nothing worse than being on a bus at 1230 at night, and the kids are just screaming because they've been out all day, and they are just tired and hot and sticky and... They, they should have had an afternoon nap, and they didn't get it. So just, I mean, you know your kids. Be aware of how they're responding and That's defi- check in with them. Definitely good advice. Because uh, like we said, an upset kid can ruin everybody's mood. I mean, we've seen it ourselves. So make sure the kids are happy, the youngest are happy, and then everybody else, the parents, the grandparents, the aunts uncles won't be freaking out because the kid's upset and they're getting upset because the kid's upset and it's hot anyway so definitely I mean, not just kids pay attention to everybody's i guess fatigue levels annoyance levels especially on your third fourth fifth day of being at 
the parks. You know, the first day you kind of have some built up stamina, but by the, the fourth day you may be pretty tired and everyone's sleeping in and you still want to be up at 7.30 for your breakfast reservation and that grumpy people are just not fun in the parks. Definitely. Although they're fun to watch if oh, you're on the outside. fun to watch, but then you kind of feel empathetic towards them and this guy just needs to go take a two-hour nap. And again, that's where one of our other tips comes in. It's okay to separate and... That's one of the luxuries of being on property is that half of your party can take the bus back to your resort and chill out and do their own thing. And the other folks can go on their own and explore. That comes back to do not be afraid to separate. All right, and that'll do it for our third po- our third episode of the WDW Chronicle podcast. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, we got to do a better job at planning out uh our recording times. We were on vacation. When we're going to be on vacation. Uh, that was definitely our bad. And I'm not going to lie. I was definitely folding laundry during the podcast. You know. Multitasking. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Anyway, that's going to end it uh, for this week. And hopefully we'll see you, or hopefully you'll hear us next week. Uh, my name's Michael. And I'm Tiffany. Oh, and I guess we should say where they can find us. We're on, now we're on every major podcasting app, including iTunes, which took weeks to get because the way you got to apply for it is confusing and... uh, Not their problem. (laughs) Unintuitive, like (laughs) their devices. So, yeah, we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Google Play Music, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, I think, even. We're everywhere. We're, a, I mean, most, even like Pocket Cast, they use iTunes uh, search catalog. I use Podcast Addict, and it's definitely on there. So, yeah, we're all over. Even uh, Google's new podcasting uh, website or whatever that's just used through Google Assistant. Uh, you can also find us at uh, the WDWChronicle.com where we do have blog posts. Uh, I haven't posted in uh, a week or so, but there hasn't been much going on to post. Uh, try to be better at that, though. But you can find us on Facebook for those blog posts as well. Definitely. That's usually just the blog posts. I don't do much uh, active uh, talking on Facebook or Twitter. And we have an Instagram account. That I don't use. <laughs> I tag him in things. But anyway, well, we'll see you next week. Bye. What did you think of it?